As we move from ski season to spring, it's time to get those mountain bikes out. Most ski families use season passes to make skiing more affordable and fun. If your family mountain bikes, there's a new way to save on those adventures too. Make the most of spring and summer in the mountains with Lone Pass, the premier North American mountain biking pass. Lone Pass gives you over 60 days of access to some of the best mountain biking destinations across the country. Use discount code SKIMOMS15 to save 15% off your family's Lone Pass today at LonePass.com. That's L-O-A-M-P-A-S-S dot com. Lone Pass is available in two versions, for kids ages 6 to 11 and the adult pass for ages 12 and up. The pass combines access to the most premier resorts, gets you into bike parks, and connects you to shuttle companies to get you where you need to be. It's the one pass you need to bring the best cycling to your family. Remember, you'll get two days at each of the resorts, parks, or shuttles, making the investment one that will pay off big. Remember to use code SKIMOMS15 to save 15% off your family's loan pass today. Welcome to the Ski Mom Fun Podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Sarah. The Ski Moms Fun Podcast is brought to you by Mabel's Labels. Smart Ski Moms know to label everything before they head to the mountain. Every mitten, every boot, and every ski pole. Visit Mabel'sLabels.com and use discount code SKIMOMS for 15% off your order. This week, we welcome Myrna Valerio, author, ski mom, and influencer in the outdoor industry. I missed having Sarah on this interview, but we couldn't pass up the opportunity to chat with Myrna. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to season two of the Ski Moms Fun Podcast. So for our listeners, um, we are now in season two, and I've been stalking Myrna since our first podcast to try and get her on. Um, I found Myrna through um, social media and also her diversity, equity, inclusion training. Um, she presented at my daughter's school, um, I think it was during the pandemic at some point, and was really blown away with her messaging and her capacity to speak to teenagers in a language that was not condescending, but was also quite um, uh, reassuring and um, approachable for them. Mm -hmm. And loved that. And then I picked up her book, um, A Beautiful Work in Progress from there. And then she started skiing. I loved her for running uh, because I'm a trail runner and she is as well. And then I was watching her on the slopes, learning to ski as a late in life learner. And just, um, I think you have many fangirls, but I became a huge one because I love women trying hard things um, after it's deemed, you know, pretty much acceptable for us to do these things. So, so excited to have you. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk all things skiing. <laughs> because I'm obsessed. <laughs> and then anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah. So we'll start with your work. Um, I think you came to skiing because you started influencing within the outdoor industry. Um, and you are not typically what I think of when I look at these influencers. I picture, you know, a young blonde ponytailed Utah girl with, you know, very thin <laughs> legs. Um, and she may have a baby strapped to her back, but it's usually like a blonde, blue eyed baby. And uh -huh. they're, you know, out in the wilderness with their brightly colored. Um, so tell me about how you found your space in this outdoor industry and a little bit about that journey. Sure. So, um, 
I have been a trail runner for a long time. Um, and I mean, I guess I'll start from, uh, to give you a really quick version um, of my like sort of re re-entry into running. Um, that was, uh, it's usually a 55 minute presentation, but I don't think <laughs> that costs a lot of money, but I'm going to do it for free this time. Um, anyway, um, 2008, I had a health scare. I was working at a boarding school. Um, and that prompted me to get back on my treadmill, um, and start running again after a three and a half year hiatus where, where like just everything kind of went awry health wise and, uh, movement wise and like emotional health wise. Um, and I was, I was really doing very well at my job and not well at the other stuff in my life. And so, and you know, that, that's a common thing <laughs> that, uh, happens to a lot of people, particularly women, um, uh, with children. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so I got back on my treadmill, started running, started a blog called fat girl running, uh, to share about my experiences being a larger plus size woman, um, in endurance sports. And, and, you know, I talked about the things that people would say to me, you're both positive, uh, there's a lot of negative and sort of questioning, uh, sort of like that negative curiosity stuff, um, and concern, concern trolling that stuff, uh, was a result of that blog. But then, uh, wall street journal got a hold of it and they were like, we love your blog. We love your story. We love the fact that, um, this is just about having a fitness lifestyle <laughs> and not necessarily engaging in diet culture, which is, which I don't do. Um, and so, uh, that story came out and then, <laughs> It's still happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was in 2015, by the way, because um, I'd been writing the blog for a couple of years before then. Uh, 2015, the Wall Street Journal stuff happens, and then Runner's World um, catches wind of it. I get a 12-page feature in the magazine. I wasn't on the cover. A lot of people thought I was on the cover. That was another Black lady. Uh, <laughs> um, I was on the cover of Women's Running Magazine, uh, but that that happened the, the in 2017, and um, when my book came out. So you know, and it just started this huge snowball that is still collecting, um, and uh, where you know I get to talk about running and trail running and, and I get to tell people my story. I'm also a DEI professional. So that's what I did as a teacher as well. Uh, in addition to teaching Spanish and music, um, <laughs> I do too, too many things. <laughs> so, um, so, and then I started, uh, as, as I started gaining sponsors and collaborative partners, um, and you know, brands wanted to work with me, um, and we're working really hard to not tokenize me as a black woman or as a plus size woman. Um, so that, that was really cool. I got to be part of that wave, uh, in the outdoor industry. And, uh, and it, and as I said, it, you know, it hasn't stopped. Uh, I continue to pick up sponsors. Uh, you know, I'm mostly a trail runner, but, uh, when I had an injury in 2020, I had to start riding bikes. I am an adventurous spirit. So, you know, I, and, and I also do listen to my coaches. So my, my, one of my running coach said to pick up, you know, riding bikes I did. Um, and, and it actually, it saved me from, a from spiraling into depression because I couldn't run. Tell us a little bit about your history with skiing and how you've become a skier today. So I had actually taken a couple of lessons in Jersey 
uh, on Vernon, Vernon Mountain, uh, Mountain Creek, uh, Action Park. <laughs> Remember that back in the day? Um, <laughs> that's for all you tri-state people um, who remember that. Yeah. So I had taken a lesson, uh, a couple of lessons when I was a teacher in Jersey. And, um, and <laughs> the one day I decided after a couple of lessons to go out on the mountain by myself. Uh, and it was March. I didn't know it. I didn't really know anything about anything. Uh, and I had had so much fun taking lessons. Uh, and I loved it. And the ski instructor was like, oh, well, you're, you're pretty good. You're pretty athletic. I'm like, yeah, I know. Thanks. <laughs> but I didn't know how to stop. Right. I knew how to turn because I was still on my pizza and French fries. I knew how to turn, uh, and so I, I I go to uh, I go to Vernon Mountain. I, um, I I get there and the 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 bunny hill is closed, and I'm like, oh man, so I'm I'm just gonna turn back and go back home because I just wanted to practice all the things that I had learned on on this. Uh, because money slope. And so I saw a lifty. I didn't know they were called lifties at that point. Uh, hey, you know, you can just go on this green over here. It's like the same thing. No, no worries. It's, it's like, it's basically the same thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So just get on this lift and go to the top and make a right. So I get on the lift. Uh, I'd never been on a lift before. And I, uh, and I didn't fall off. I don't even know how that happened, but I didn't fall off. Right. I make a right and it's basically ice. And um, so, I mean, and and then I'm seeing like these five-year-old kids, three-year-olds. I'm like, well, if the kids are out here doing it, I it's probably okay. <laughs> Little did I know. Probably the longest run of your life. Um, it Well, <laughs> I, I uh, didn't quite make it. I, uh, I did, I did the first turn and it was a very, uh, narrow run, um, with a lot of turns. Narrow and icy. This is sounding fantastic. Yeah. So I couldn't stop. And so like, I actually made myself fall, um, and, and then continued to slide down (laughs) for about, I had to be like, I feel like it was a quarter of a mile. (laughs) And then ski patrol shows up <laughs> and they're like, I, um, I think, um, I think your day on the mountain is over. Um, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I agree. <laughs> so I, I, so I get in the snowmobile, they, they bring me back up to the lift and say, take the lift down. And that was it. Um, it was, you know, it was humiliating, but it was also, it was, I was, I was sad because I, I really wanted to utilize all my skills. And then that was the last time I skied until, no, it was 2011, until um, January, 2021. And, and that's when I started my lessons at, I had a lesson at um, Sugarbush because I was doing, I was doing a thing with um, Vermont Sports Magazine. Uh, I had one lesson there and that was, uh, that was really cool. But then I really started my regular lessons at Bolton Valley in January, because that was part of our partnership. I said, well, you know, why don't you uh, get me some lessons, get me a season pass to Bolton, (laughs) Uh, because it's the closest mountain to me. And, uh, and then I'll learn to ski and then I'll story it for you on my, on my uh, Instagram. And that's how that started. And then I got addicted. So you were um, a later in life learner, even with your experiences at Mountain Creek, mm-hmm. you didn't learn, you didn't learn as a kid. <laughs> so um, what do you think is powerful about learning something, acquiring a new physical skill 
as an adult. Spring is here, and we know even after the snow melts, ski moms love to play outside. Skeeta, our favorite Vermont outdoor accessory brand, has you covered as the seasons change. This spring, Skeeta is celebrating its 16th birthday with fresh prints like the pastel, whimsical, and plein air collection. Our favorite pieces include the throwback headbands. This headband is made to keep hair and sweat off your face. The single-ply design gathers neatly in the back for maximum styling. Wear it scrunched or lay it flat. It's your perfect partner for any activity where you want a great pop of color and style with minimal fuss. For sunny days, we we adore the Skeeta Brim Hat. This five-panel camp hat is the perfect grab-and-go companion. Made in a lightweight, water-repellent material, this hat is ideal for hiking, camping, and the beach. Whether you are cheering the kids on at a lacrosse game, exploring with your girlfriends, or simply walking in the woods with your loyal pup, Skeeta accessories are there to make Ski Mom life more fun. Save 15% off your order with code SKIMOMS15 at checkout. Well, you know, I, people who ski make it look easy, right? They make it look really easy. Like you're just sliding on the snow, not really doing anything, letting gravity do all the work, but it is so much more than that. Uh, I remember after my first, my first lesson at Bolton, <laughs> and I, I was also uh, recovering from knee surgery. I was, I was like, I don't know, maybe three months out. Three, three or four months out, and um, and I was still hurting. And my and my 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 orthopedic surgeon had uh, trained in Vail, so and and I'd asked him if I, you know, is it okay for me to ski? He's like, well, it's going to hurt, but it's going to be really good for your legs. And um, so uh, so yeah, it was like pain. It was painful. I was moving different. I was utilizing different muscles, and 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 having to simultaneously be really in control, but just let go of control. Um, and I think that's a, a, a huge metaphor in, in downhill skiing. Like you have to, you have to be really strong and ready, you know, and be in that athletic stance and, and whatnot, but you also have to let go and cause you cannot be rigid. <laughs> um, and it took me a long time to get over that. And I think that is a great lesson for life. You have to be flexible. You have to be, but you also have to be ready ready for change and ready for, for pivoting and, and, and turning. <laughs> um, and, and, and you have to trust your body and you also have to trust your skis. <laughs> um, so like it, it was all of that. And I think that is a very pertinent lesson for somebody. I'm, I started when I was 45, uh, about to be 47. And, um, that was a really good, a, a very humbling thing to have to contend with. Cause I like to be in control of everything. And like I, every, I look, I'm like really lax and I seem really calm and, but I'm really intense and very controlling. I like to control the atmosphere around me and, and my environment. Um, you know, which, which is what I do when I walk into a, an event or something like that. If I'm not in control, like it's, it's a really weird experience for me. So, um, so yeah, so like that was, it was humbling. It was like, okay, well you can be in control a little bit, but really nature's in control. <laughs> well, and I think also you have the benefit of, yes, you learned later in life, but you've also learned a lot of different sports. So you have a good base knowledge of, again, you're saying like the athletic stance, you know, that is helpful, whether, you know, maybe you're coming to skiing from tennis, or maybe you're coming to skiing from swimming. Um, it does help 
if you have some of those uh, basic body 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 knowledge um, things in your repertoire as you're you're getting going on the day. So that was an advantage to you. Um, and I also like the pace that you continue to take lessons. And I'm always encouraging new skiers to um, take a lesson and don't think the journey is over. I still love to take lessons, and I've been skiing now for. She's uh, 20, 20 years, and um, I, there's still so much for me to learn. So I applaud that you're a lifelong learner. Yeah, I mean, I my brain is is always hungry for new things, and and I really like to practice. I like the the practice of practicing. Um, like when I that first time, you know, I went out and I wanted to practice the skills that I had learned and end up too well. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, when, when I started taking lessons again, you know, in my forties and my mid forties, uh, I knew that I would need to practice if I wanted to progress, if I wanted to, uh, be able to go out there on my own. Um, and so consistently, like if I went to a new mountain or something like that, cause I was growing to really love it. And so I was like, well, I just can't, you know, when I'm traveling for work, I, you know, I want to be able to stop over at a mountain and, and, and go ski now that I have skis and boots <laughs> and all this stuff. Um, and so, yeah, it's been really, <clears throat> it's been a really cool thing to be able to, to, to do that. And, uh, and also like whenever I go to a new mountain, uh, mostly I take a lesson because I, and it gives me a chance to kind of learn the mountain with, someone who knows the mountain and also practice my skills <clears throat> and um and just like hear things in a different way and then I'm able to go out uh, and I have a great time it's really expensive <laughs> but um but uh you know that's what I've chosen to 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 spend my my income on is is like taking lessons uh wherever I go so that I can get better because I really want to do backcountry I just want to be a badass <laughs> You were describing that um, that letting go, and I do know when I hit um, an icy patch, or you 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 get to a, a pitch that you're I'm maybe not comfortable with. I know the first thing, like my toes, like as if my toes inside my boots are going to be able to help me find like a grip on snow. But I, you know, I tried to be very present and realize that okay, this is happening. This isn't going to help me. Like squeezing my toes, you know, that like thinking they're claws inside my boots and that's going to help me find purchase on the snow. But really that mind-body connection is so uniquely alive in skiing because you've got the cold weather, um, you've got the pitch, you've got the snow, you've got the equipment. And it's one of those moments in my life where I can exactly do one thing uh, at a time where I'm thinking like, okay, next turn, this is how it has to happen. Next turn, this is ha how it has to happen. And on some of the easier stuff, you you take in the views and you take in the air, but I can think about my to-do list or all the other things that I've got going on. It really makes me um, one of the most in the moment experiences that I have throughout my life. Agreed. Totally, uh, totally agreed. Because you have to, again, uh, you are sort of giving into the situation and you have to be all in, right? And you, yeah, you can't be thinking about anything else <laughs> because when you do, that's when you um, crash or <laughs> fall or um, sprain your rotator cuff. <laughs> well, and I do, I loved your content uh, because there were a lot of giggles. You are an infamous um, laugher and giggler in your content, but you also shared some falls. And we, you know what, other than like the Jerry of the day videos, we rarely see 
the falls as part of the process, but you know, you fell down and you got back up and you fell down and you got back up and you were kind of giggling your way through the process. And it was really reassuring to see that shared as part of the process. You know, in my family, we said, if you weren't falling, you you weren't trying. Um, and I, I'm very grateful for you for sharing that portion of the learning process. Oh, thank you. Uh, my and my uh, my instructor guy, I love him so much. Um, who happens to be from Jersey? Um, he simply he's like, if you're not falling, you're not skiing. Everybody falls. I mean, like, look at the Olympics. <laughs> Granted, they're going a hundred miles an hour, <laughs> um, and it's a little bit more dangerous. But like, and everybody falls, and it's not a big deal. I remember I was uh I was at I was at Snow King um, because now I plan my travel around skiing. <laughs> and, uh, I was at Snow King and um, I was, uh, and, and I didn't realize, I didn't really know anything about Snow King, but I had scheduled a lesson. I took a lesson and my, the instructor wanted me to do some stuff on my own. So she went ahead. And so I was, and it's really steep. <laughs> it's, Snow King uh, is in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Uh, yes. Yep. And it's, and I didn't know it was one of the steepest mountains uh in that area um and we were I was on a double blue um and and it was a little icy but there was also some corn snow and it was was really weird and so I was going down I was feeling pretty good then I hit a patch of ice and then I just I went down (laughs) and slid and I just kind of got on my belly and (laughs) like yard sailed all over the place like there were skis there were uh there was a glove um but I was kind of going on on my belly and, and having a little fun. And then I finally stopped myself <laughs> and, and, um, and, and then someone who was behind me just kind of came back, got my ski, got my, uh, my glove and said, Hey, <laughs> that looked like it was fun. And then, just, and I was like, thank you. And kept going. And so it wasn't a big deal because like, you know, no one made fun of me, no one. I'm, and I know that, that there are certain people places where people are are prone to make fun of others and uh you know or or they'll yell yard sale or whatever and that you know like to new skiers um and I don't think that's I don't think it's cool I think it's like you know when someone's a new skier you want them to you want them to come back because without them there is not going to be a ski industry you know um and so but it was cool in that like this person was like are you okay first of all are you okay here's your stuff uh that looked like fun and then they went on their way. Um, so yeah, I had lots of those experiences. But then I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna, I can't fight falling because then you get yourself all tangled and uh, you lose balance. And and so my, uh, I was just like, oh, when I know that I'm falling or I feel like I'm about to fall, I really try to engage all of my, uh, everything that I've learned. Okay. So what do I do about this? You know, how, how should my feet be leaning? You know, oh, I'm like way over my center, uh, over my uh, gravity center, center of gravity. So maybe, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, uh, or way behind my center of gravity. Um, so, uh, that, that's the benefit of taking lessons because like all of that stuff is really fresh in your mind. Thank you to our sponsor, Mabel's Labels. Mabel's Labels are a ski mom's must-have. Keep your kids organized and easily identify their equipment at lessons, practice, and races. Simply peel and stick the personalized labels on all your ski gear, including helmets, coats, goggles, and poles. They're guaranteed to last the ski season and beyond. Mabel's Labels are waterproof and snowproof, laundry safe, 
They come with free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Off the Hill Mabel's labels are perfect for labeling any items that go to school or daycare, like water bottles, lunch boxes, clothes, shoes, and backpacks. Go to mabelslabels.com to personalize your own. Use code SKIMOMS at checkout for 15% off your purchase. Exclusions apply. Code is not valid on stamp, reflective, or sale items. And now back to our show. Let's let's talk a, uh, a minute um, about the, the nuts and bolts of what worked for you. Was there any particular gear that was, you're like, oh my God, these mittens have you know, changed my life because they've been keeping my hands so warm? Or was it like, you know, some ski pants that you're like, oh my God, these actually fit? You know, what was there some particular gear that made the learning process easier for you? So I looked and looked and looked and looked all over. <laughs> Uh, and found uh, these pants by Ulla Popkin. I think they're a German company. I was going to say she sounds Nordic, so, you know, Ulla. Ulla. <laughs> I think it's European sizes, but I'm not sure. So you had um, to get out the the metric measure. To- uh, yeah, I had to get out my, yes, and centimeters and all that stuff. <laughs> and so I wore those pants a lot. Then Mon Balan. Oh, the- right. From I- Plus Snow. I- yep. I keep wanting to say ballon. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and I, I found a pair of, of ski pants on her website that are perfect. And they, cause they weren't really bulky. I'm already a big girl. I don't need more bulk. <laughs> and I don't need any more cushioning. Like well, and, and, and women with more curves um, often say like the, the gap, the waist gap is horrible when you're skiing because then snow, you fall and snow gets in there. Right. And it doesn't like the, the way that pants are designed, it like it, it there's like just kind of like a cylinder and there's no shaping to it. Fine. There are people that have that shape, not not me or not other plus size women. Um, and so that I didn't have any problem with those pants. Those pants are amazing. Um, and I wish they were available in other co- colors because I would buy all the colors. And they're also uh, they're they're water. They're more like more water resistant and not waterproof, mm-hmm. but they I've never been wet or soggy or anything like that in them because uh, I fall less. <laughs> um, and they and they cover my backside and they're really comfortable and they're warm. So um, and they, they're made for people that have my shape and size. Yeah. So, I mean, like there are options out there. Um, I'm hoping that you know, companies like the North Face or, or maybe L.L. Bean will like think about redoing their snow pants um, and to give them a little bit more shape. That's the problem. They, you know, the, the waist, the waistband is like, you know, a square. You know, mountains need to be aware of that. And even, you know, the resources that are available on the mountain, you know, you need to look at the sizing that you have um, to get people up and running, because a lot of times they'll show up to the mountain with the wrong gear and they'll make that last minute purchase. And you do need to have inclusive sizing um, available, you know, right there at the base. Case in point, I was, I was going to Breck. uh, And this is before my, um, before my the, my lessons, this is like 2019, right? I'd, I was like, I just want to go on the, the bunny slope, right? And I had left my coat at a friend's house in Aspen. I know this sounds really <laughs> posh. It's not as posh as it sounds. 
<laughs> did, did you leave it in the private jet with Gwyneth? I, you know, I like... left it in my private jet um, <laughs> on the, the penthouse. No, uh, of the private jet. Anyway, so um, so so I get there and you know, in Breck with my Walmart pants, uh, and I don't have my jacket right because I left it at a friend's house. So I'm like, oh no, I have to, and I'm in Frisco, right? So on my way to Breck and I, like, I have to have a, have the coat, <laughs> I have a coat. <laughs> so I go into one of the ski shops and the biggest size they have is a large in women's. And you know, that large in women's, um, it maybe fits an eight to a 10, maybe, fits maybe. An eight to a 10. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Like, what am I going to do? So I go to the men's side. And of course I, I get uh, like a Columbia jacket and it's $350. It was the only thing that fit me. Uh, the arms were like eight feet long, <laughs> but it was the only thing that fit me. So I bought it. And um, yeah, that was the only thing that I could wear. And it was it was it was too big. It was the wrong size. And but they had up to two X in the men's. So it's OK for them to be like a bigger guy, but it's not OK to be a bigger lady. And so it made me so angry, but I bought it anyway. And my, my, my kid was with me. He's like, are you actually buying that? He's like, just don't ski. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm here to ski. <laughs> and, um, and I'm like, well, give me your coat. No. And so, so I, you know, I buy this coat and then I, you know, I, I go and I, you know, fall a lot on, on the bunny slope, but it was super fun and everything. But yeah, like what? how cool would it be for me to be able to walk into someplace and to be able to try on something that fits me and like and then I'm dropping $400 in your store yeah I and, and I do know that there are there's some changes being made I know outdoor research is coming up with um, more inclusive sizing um, Patagonia is finally opening the door to that opportunity for themselves um, and you know we need to keep making noise and keep pushing for it absolutely and when we keep mentioning it and when we keep showing women um, out there having fun having these experiences we will be um, uh, they'll be unable to keep ignoring us um, so we've got to keep Keep making noise. Yes, preach, preach. I was reading your the pre-podcast um, questionnaire, and you really um, highlighted that skiing. You do have um, a, a teenage son, and but you said skiing is is for you, and I love that message. That skiing is for. No, it's not just to, you know to get your kids up and running and teach them a skill. He he doesn't ski at this point in in his life, but skiing is for you, and skiing is for women. It's a great activity for us. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think I have a lot to say about that. I think um, he, when I did, when I took those lessons in Jersey, he was, he was five. I think he took lessons and loved it. He took, and then that was it. <laughs> Cause he's, he's a basketball player. He's a very, very good basketball player. He's going to play at SUNY Purchase. And, um, but what I, what really makes me sad is going to, um, going to a mountain and, and the women are inside the lodge, the guys and the kids are outside and they just look so defeated and they look so defeated and they're hanging out. You know, they're the ones taking pictures, you know, when they come in um, to get back on the lift and, and I'm like, and it makes me so mad, you know, maybe that's their choice. Maybe that's their choice. But, um, but I, but I also I'll often wonder if that's not their choice and you know, if they want to be out there too, partners, <laughs> Come on. 
<laughs> give your partners a chance to go out and have fun. Uh, and just, just like, um, and I always like volunteer to take pictures. And when I do see women, I'm like, do you want me to take a picture of you? Because like, we're never in pictures, right? I, I take so many pictures of myself. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a different thing, but like, you know, I want to take pictures of them. I want them to, I want to show them that they are badasses and that they're having that they look really awesome on the mountain and that they're doing something really incredible for themselves. And I think, you know, in addition to being really great for our bodies and our leg strength, um, you know, the, the benefits of being outside, you know, everyone knows scientifically that, you know, we're meant to be outside. We are meant to, you know, have sunlight in our eyes and, and to be on top of mountains or, or on trails or just outside. Um, and I think uh, that, that somehow has gotten clouded uh, in, in sort of the messaging of skiing and, um it's really good for us to be outside, especially in the winter, right? It, it helps combat um, seasonal affective disorder. It, you know, like that 20 minutes of being outside, like lowers our blood pressure. Like there are all these, these benefits. And, and especially if it's something that we can do for ourselves, fine, do it for ourselves and our kids. Great. Um, I'm not worrying about husbands right now. <laughs> we do no, we, we don't worry about them on this podcast. <laughs> that's that's for someone else. That's not for us. I've spoken to mountains before when I've done some consulting with them is, you know, to make sure that there's win- women's programming that lines up with the kids programming to give them some st- space to drop the kids at school, you know, give them a half an hour to, to coordinate their own gear, you know, maybe actually finish that cup of coffee and then start some women's programming after that, you know, and make it very adjacent to the kids program so they can get to it you know they can drop their kids at at the uh, whatever program and then they can do their own thing but you've got to think about like how the mom thinks mm-hmm. it's exhausting to get them dressed and at their thing and you give her a maybe there's even a free coffee station where they can get a tea and a coffee before they get launched on their own adventure but you know think about all the things that we've got to do before we start you know our day and our experience um I, yeah that's what that's what I did at Mountain Creek they had the children's program was at the same time as the adults program but we did have time to go drop the kids off they did their gear and everything and that's all we had to do was to drop them off Bye. (laughs) And then I went to my lesson. Right. And so it was like, it was so cool that way. I think that should be replicated everywhere because like, if you really want women uh, and a lot of women have children, um, not everybody does though. I get it. Um, But if you want women to be engaged in the sport, because Who's, who's making the decisions? Who is making all of the programming decisions, all of the activity decisions uh, for the family? It's the women. It's the moms, right? Yeah, who, so, who, who decides which sports that the kids play, where they spend their weekends, 100%. Who's doing all the driving? Right, and who, <laughs> who's, AAU. Yeah, and who, who sizes the snow pants? You know, who knows... Right. Um, who knows all of the sizes like you know so so hi hello honor honor the women that bring business to you and and it's really only the women that bring <laughs> you know um so uh yeah that is that is uh that's a that's a huge huge point of contention and, and a huge area of development and growth for area our- for growth for the industry where do you find people to ski with or how do you convince new people to try skiing with you? Uh, I, I try to like get my um, friends and family on board um, to really try the sport because it's so foreign for them. Uh, my mom 
my mom. She's amazing. My mother is in her 60s, in her mid-60s, and has, I mean, like her spirit is like a 19-year-old. And um, she said to me, because I I had um, a contract with Vale Resorts, and uh, so I got to go to all these different um, mountains over the the winter. Um, She's like, you know, I've never, ever, ever in my life needed or wanted to ski. It was just like not something that I saw myself doing. I wasn't even in my sphere of possibility, but now I want to take a lesson. He's like, you look like you're having so much fun. I just want to know what it feels like to be on skis and to slide down and out. And I'm like, I've done my job. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. And then, and I've gotten a lot of, of, you know, comments about like, I never thought I could ski, but now I see you and like, maybe it's something I can try. Uh, I never thought, because I don't ever see Black people <laughs> slopes. Uh, I, you know, but like, if you did it and you're okay, then, you know, maybe I can sign up for those lessons I've been thinking about. And um, so that's, that's a really cool part of my job that I get. To, I mean, I am, I truly get to influence people's uh, ideas about themselves, about, you know, the things that they thought they couldn't do or that were the things that they thought were inaccessible to them. And to a certain extent, skiing is really inaccessible to a lot of people. But um, but to, you know, to edge people closer to the possibility of like, oh, maybe I can go out to a mountain. I did, I did hear this thing at work, you know, they're doing a ski trip. Maybe I can ask about that. So that's that's a really cool part of, of what I get to do. So, you know, walk us through a little bit about how you you work with partners. Uh- um, I've been really, really fortunate in terms of all of the partners that I have. Uh, they, uh, you know, I do pick them. I'm very judicious about who I will work with and who I won't work with. Um, and I, I get approached by a lot of, a lot of brands, a lot of companies. Um, but I don't, I only partner with those that are doing the work of, of inclusion of, you know, trying to make whatever they do, whatever they sell more equitable and more accessible and available to all kinds of people. I've, I've never had to pitch a company. which so is really cool. Um, so, uh, so it's really, it's lovely to know that, that my experience, my, my, my reach, my community, uh, the, 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 the trust that I have the trust of the communities that I serve have in me, um, that, that, that is seen, uh, and valued. It really looks like these partnerships too. They're not just saying like, Oh, we need to get a black girl. So, you know, somebody plus size or like, yeah, Myrna checks. Know, and, Hey, and maybe I know it's part, I know that's part of it. It, it is part of it, but there are other things that are. Well, uh, my point is it. that they're not just yeah. hiring you for one campaign. Okay. We got the pictures, like splash those around it's, it looks to, from the outsider, it looks like they want to start a conversation about the outdoor industry and you are a great conversation starter uh, and they, they've continued the work from there. And, and I know, you know, Vermont specifically is a state that could use more diversity in so many things, but they, not only did they bring you in, you know, to teach you to ski once, you know, it's like really brought you around to a lot of different mountains. And then with Vail, you got to go to even more mountains. So you now you are part of the industry. You know, it wasn't just like a flash in the pan. Okay. Okay. We did it. We checked that, that diversity box this year. You know, now you're really part, big part of skiing, ski Vermont in the ski industry, which is pretty exciting. That is really exciting. And, you know, and I will say that, you know, uh, consumers see right through tokenization. They, you know, oh, you're only going to use her for that one 
that one photo or that one picture and and then now it's over. Oh, okay. And brands will lose trust and they will lose market share because of that. So I think all of the all the brands that I work with have been really smart, you know, uh, in terms of like having it be a long-term strategy. And I mean, or a strategy that, you know, is part of business. Like you can't you cannot be in business and be exclusive. Like you can't do it and, and exclude people. It's and it's not sustainable. And I think we're realizing that, you know, the ski industry is having these conversations now, like, you know, it's older white guys, people are going to die off. And who, who do you have to replace them to keep the industry going? If you want your industry to be sustainable, you cannot exclude people. Anything else that you want, do you feel like we missed or that we need to tackle? We'll certainly, you know, link to your socials into your book and the the show notes, but if there's anything else, um, we can find space for it. I just, I would just say, um, you know, if you are afraid of skiing, if you're afraid of falling, you know, falling is a part of life, right? And actually, actually, if you are, if you know how to fall, that carries, just physically, it carries over into so many other areas, physical areas of your life. And I think that a lot of us are afraid to fall. And so, uh, and when we do fall, like we break our hips and stuff, and we know how, how, you know, our mortality changes when we break our hips, right? So learn to fall, get strong, get super, super strong, your legs, get your hips strong, get your core strong. Um, that will carry over and, and skiing does that for you. Right? Um, and, and you know, when you do fall, you're falling on snow and you're moving. So the impact is way less than falling on the concrete or something like that. So if you want to learn to fall, learn to fall skiing, right? Um, again, we'll carry through every area of your life and we'll make you healthier, uh, just physically, mentally, emotionally, and go on and on. But anyway, learn to fall. Um, so I am very aware that our time is coming to an end and we always have one of our finishing questions is what does your apres ski ritual look like? Do you have favorite drinks or things that you like to do or like a favorite snack? What what do you celebrate with the apres okay. ski experience? Okay. I am, I'm going to shout out Bolton Valley right now because they have this um, little uh, shack called miso to homie and they serve these beautiful and very tasty onigiri which is uh seaweed filled with rice and then topped with you know a topping of meat or or uh, mushrooms or whatever very flavorful i mean and it's absolutely perfect you get your carbs you get your protein it's flavorful and they also have these like uh japanese coffees in a can that they just throw in boiling water and heat up <laughs> so Wait, this is in Bolton Valley, Vermont, like little Bolton Valley. Yes. yes. Oh. And so it's right at, right at the bottom of the, the where the, the lodge is. And, um, oh, and they, then they, then they knew my name. They were like, Myrna, Hey, <laughs> like, oh, I come here a lot. <laughs> but then you sit there and it's, uh, you're outside and you're around the fire pit and it's awesome. And, uh, it's very filling and, uh, and then I, and then I buy two more put stuff in my pocket and then I go home and have them for dinner. <laughs> that's my, that's my opera ski. Or I find somewhere to have like spaghetti uh, because that's what I do after I, after a really long run uh, uh, on the trails or a, a long road run. I really love having spaghetti with meat sauce and a glass of wine. I was about to say a bottle of wine, not a whole bottle of wine, a glass of wine, <laughs> red wine. I, I love that. And I thank you for um, your time and also being a, just a great advocate for the outdoors and getting more women out there. And it's so rare to find like the Brooklyn, Vermont combination out there in the world. So that's that's really fun, too. Best combination ever. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great rest of your Friday. Enjoy your this 
pause in your um, travels. And I know you're launching your, your son off at school. So good luck with all of that. And just thank you for being so awesome. A huge thanks to our growing Ski Moms community. To help more moms find this podcast, please rate and review our podcast. This will help us get to the top of the search engine list. Thank you. And thanks, Snow. We wanted to tell you about our favorite new ski accessory called the Ski Pack. As you know, we're always looking for ways to make getting to the slopes easier for everyone in the family. And we found that one of the hardest parts of skiing with kids is getting from the car to the lodge with all our gear. Depending on the ski area and how busy it is, you could be parking pretty far from the lodge. I remember when my girls would try to carry all their skis through the parking lot, they'd be so focused on not dropping things that they weren't even paying attention to the cars zooming around them. So we wanted to share our latest find. It's called the Ski Pack, and just like it sounds, it's a backpack for your skis and poles. The way it works, there's a reinforced opening at the bottom that's wide enough to allow the skis to slide through, but it prevents the bindings from passing through. It comes in a variety of colors and two sizes with adjustable straps, so it fits most everyone from really little kids to adults, and it will last multiple seasons because it's durable, lightweight, and quick drying. It just wraps up into its built-in bag. When you're done using it, you can put it in your jacket pocket or in your boot bag. And really the most important thing is that these ski packs will make getting to the slopes easier for everyone. You can check out the ski pack at puremountainfun.com and use promo code SKIMOMS2022 for 20% off your order. Exclusions apply. It's not valid on custom packs or the shoot pack. Code is only valid through Tuesday, November 15th, so don't delay. Thank you so much for listening to the Ski Moms Fun Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Head to the SkiMomsFun.com website to check out our swag and find out more about our community. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Ski Moms Fun. We'll be back next week with more interviews and insights. Thanks, Snow. No one works as hard as a ski mom. With Mother's Day right around the corner, we want to remind everyone to shop the Ski Moms gift guide for the best ideas. These are the gifts we want to give and get for Mother's Day. Prices range from under $10 for simple treats like notepads to big splurges like a new boot bag. Remember, the big day is Sunday, May 12th, so you want to shop now to make sure everything gets there in time for mom. Visit the SkiMomsFun.com gift guides page or click the link in show notes to see our picks for this year. Make it easy for your kids, partner, or spouse, and just forward them the link. Or better yet, treat yourself to something from our expertly curated Ski Mom wish list. Remember, visit SkiMomsFun.com and look for the gift guide page. Mm-hmm.